welcome to the Eurovision Division podcast. This is a podcast where we listen to all 39 songs in this year's Eurovision Song Contest before this year's Eurovision Song Contest. As always, I'm your host, Jeroen, and I've listened to all of these songs before. And I am your co-host, Mira, and I'm listening to all of these songs for the very first time. It's something. That's something. I like it. That works. That works. I hate that. We'll stick with that. I think that's our sign-in from now on. You're going to change it next episode. Yeah, we're going to do something. I'm going to say something completely different. I'm going to have forgotten about it. We're going to start the podcast off uh, differently. I'm just, I'm going to do something different every time. I think that's just kind of like how I am. I think that's just sort of what I do is like, I surprise you. You surprise I me every day. You throw, yeah, subvert I, my expectations. Exactly. I throw something new at you because I'm not the kind of guy who does the same thing all the time. I'm weird. In case you haven't noticed. Yeah, I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. I don't fit in. And I don't want to fit in. Have you ever seen me without this stupid fucking hat? That's weird. That is weird. Uh, of course, quoting Jughead there. I still, every time someone talks about Riverdale. Yeah. And they say, like, yeah, Jughead or Archie. Archie. Yeah, you have to remind yourself that Riverdale is, is Archie. Archie yeah. comics. I forget it every time. And every time I remember it, it's just it doesn't seem to want to enter my brain yeah it's is riverdale still going i mean i'm sure is that still happening? i'm sure it is damn uh and if not i've not seen a single episode. if not riverdale then a hundred other shows that are trying to tap into the riverdale market which i'm sure is huge I've, hello I'm so there. mad at winks club gen z are you are you listening to the podcast gen z also doesn't like these shows like, Gen Z liked Riverdale when they were, like, 12. This is true. Yeah. And then they stopped liking Riverdale. And nobody ever liked Winx Club. Nobody wants the Powerpuff Girls show. Like, I, We don't want a gritty reboot. Yeah. We don't want it. They don't want it. It's, it's, it's gritty reboots of stuff from our childhood where it's like, but you're making it for, like, teenagers now who have no nostalgia for the original product and you're not making it in a way that the people who have nostalgia for the original product want to see it who are you doing this for it's I'm, very strange the powerpuff girls thing is like i loved powerpuff girls going growing up right i i loved it but i'm just like it, this doesn't make me mad it doesn't make me like how dare they ruin the Powerpuff Girls with a gritty reboot? Like, yeah. I'm like, nah, that, that was always gonna happen. I guess. Winx Club makes me furious. It's just the hatred of girls emanating from every fucking second of that show uh, uh, that I have seen, yeah. which is mostly just, like, screenshots and trailers, but just... It's enough. And, like, yeah, so the video essay stuff. But I'm just like, this was a girl show for girls. They had sparkly outfits that, that, like, lit up and changed. And you made this. They had wings. They don't even have wings in the show. It's called Winx Club. It's a little, it's a little funny play on the word wings by our Italian... 
friends. What's this podcast about Eurovision? <laughs> right, and like, yes, you're right. There is a certain contempt in those shows when you take like something that exists and you turn it into like something that it isn't. You yeah. Know, turn a show into something and like kind of like, oh, you're hating on the target audience. You want to you want to like make something, but you have a lot of hate for who it's actually for. Right. Yeah. Well, we don't feel hate and neither does the first artist that we're going to be talking about today. OK. Uh, performing a song called I Don't Feel Hate. <laughs> Already my favorite title of the year. Is Yendrik. Yendrik. From Germany. I'm going to have to make a D&D character named Yendrik. Yendrik is a pretty good name. Um, Remind me at the end of this episode to make a D&D party because I forgot. Oh, right. Yes, yes. We I didn't do that in the last two episodes. It. And you you said we were going to have a new bit um, and we abandoned it after one go. But that's fine. Uh, we'll do it afterwards. Uh, yes, so Ben Dolich uh, is not returning after uh, bringing us Violent Thing last year. Uh, instead, we have Yendrik, uh, or Yendrik Sigwart. Yendrik Sigwart? Yeah. That's such a D&D name. It's a good name. That's such a good name. Um, who basically, like, kind of kind of did a little underground lobbying to get to be the German representative. Um, what did he do? Managed to, like... Uh, wiggle his way into the uh, the delegation's attention uh, and has like kind of shown the process in a very you know irreverent way of like how he got to be the German representative with his song I Don't Feel Hate. Uh, there's a bit of an intro on this one. Wow that's a long video. It's a long video but you know th he's weird. He doesn't fit in. He doesn't fit in three minutes. So we're going to have to go for the whole thing. Uh, in a couple of minutes, you will be hearing <laughs> Yendrick's I Don't Feel Hate. Because I don't feel hate. I just feel sorry. It's a very clever whenever you find another way to wear me down. But I don't feel hate. I just feel sorry. So you can wiggle back to me, but it'll never wiggle back to you. Because I don't feel hate. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do this, folks. We're not going to do that. That's I me. Mean, that's another fucking minute and a half. <laughs> of, like, them eating cake? Oh, is, are those all his Patreon subscribers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I guess that was cute. I wasn't sure how you were going to react to it. I'll be honest. I wasn't I, sure how I, you were going to react to it. I'm not like, oh, I love this. I'm, I'm like, this isn't harmful yes i mean that yeah that's an excellent point this isn't harmful and you know it it shows like hey don't be like this don't like slap women on the ass and don't discriminate against hijabi wearing don't discriminate <laughs> just don't discriminate i'm a dude who looks distressingly like pewdiepie and i say oh my god don't discriminate <laughs> I'm some guy with a ukulele. Yendrick. Yendrick. And like, listen, I'm 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 not gonna criticize him for his message, which is don't discriminate. Yeah, exactly. Just like, do we need you? <laughs> <laughs> do we need you? 
to show us all of the... I do think what I do like about this video is that he is cast as the villain in every scenario. Yeah. He's not like the one who comes in to save them from the discrimination. They do, like, all beat him up. I, I recognize that that is funny. Gendrik himself is not straight, so he is also someone who has, like, you know, been discriminated for various reasons. Yeah, you know, it's I, not to say, I, like, oh, he's a white man, so why does, why does he have any business saying don't discriminate, right? I wasn't gonna assume, but, like, yeah, I, I, I was like, and if he's straight, this is even worse. Yeah, but he's not. But, like, um, but like you know, that's, that's one thing. But I, I think that, think it, now I that I know that he's amusing. not straight, it is very much, like, I understand every every minority because I am a non-straight <laughs> white man. Like, I understand because I'm gay or something else. It's not malicious, but it is just unnecessary from him. So that's not necessarily saying, like, I know what all of these, this discrimination is. Like, the song itself could be read as, as just, you know, personal... Personally fuck stating, haters, like, fuck like, the haters. Wasn't there, like, a Taylor Swift song that was exactly this? Um, yeah, there was one. Wasn't there the one where she was like, Hey, gay people, don't be mad about discrimination because you're awesome. No, I don't think she said that. I'm pretty sure one of the lyrics in that one was, Shade never made anybody less gay. No, I think that is true, and that is... <laughs> it's so shockingly bad. It's mostly, that in, it's mostly bad. that in that one she did make it about like you know people people criticize me and then turned it into like a general discrimination kind of song. Turn turn what was a fuck the hater song into like a I don't I don't like discrimination song. And it's like you're not being discriminated against if people like have criticisms of you. Um, <laughs> I don't think this is quite quite such uh, like a you know such a conflict of those two ideas. I think this works because it is yeah, like you said, it's not harmful. It's not doing anything harmful. It is it is in that theory is the best thing I can say about it. In theory, it, it's doing something nice. Uh, so now that we've acknowledged that, I mean the song sucks, doesn't it? It's a bit. It's a bit not good. Is it? <laughs> like, it's a bit not good. Are are we still doing ukuleles? There's that. I mean, I I am. Or I, did j ukuleles just come back for TikTok? Because I feel like ukuleles came be. back for TikTok, and I thought that they were left firmly in like ooh, like the beginning of YouTube, like back when Zoe Deschanel was still like small time. Yeah, but and things doing like things are cyclical, stuff. so the ukulele comes back. Yeah, if the ukulele is in my mind like very two thousand and. Five to 2010, then it's not going to be much longer for the ukulele to come back if the cycle Yendrick, is 20 Yendrick years. Yendrick is uh, ringing in the return of the ukulele. Now, I don't think we've had much ukulele at Eurovision, if at all. Uh, uh, we've had, you know, we've had me and my guitar. I don't want to shit on ukuleles, because I've enjoyed a good ukulele. It just brings something very royalty-free. <laughs> to a song to, to like a very white song it, sure. it makes it sound very royalty free um the thing about like you saying like oh ukuleles are very like yeah like early youtube or like yeah 2008 or whatever uh is that 
Very quirky. Yeah, and this video is also, like, very quirky. And it looks like it's... The way it's filmed and lit also looks like it wasn't made this year to me. It It's the, like, speeding up of certain things. Like I don't know. Like, them there beating is... him up is, like, kind of sped up. And I'm just like, are we... Yeah, is this like an early Retin Link? It looks like YouTube comedy. It looks like a YouTube comedy skit from 2008. And that's that's what really throws me about this. I think that's... Like, yes, I, I will admit, I don't think the song is particularly good. I think if I'm in the worst mood, it's very annoying. Um, but I also think that is largely by design. You know, it's meant to be a lot. It's meant to be very extra. But what bothers me the most about it is when I see the video, I'm just like, this looks... Something's wrong here. Something... It's anachronistic. Yeah. Yeah. Very strange to me. I can't quite articulate it, and it feels like it's not really a big deal. No, I know, but it's, it's, it does <laughs> but it bother gets, me. It gets me in such a weird way. I'm just like, what is, what is going on? Oh, do you know what else bothers me? Here we go. The fucking chewing gum. Ooh. Ooh. Lots of lots of stuff going on here with like tipping the swimming pool and pushing your head in cake and the like uh you know all very wasteful color dust. It's all very like getting dirty and I get the catharsis of that. Yeah yeah yeah. But rubbing like stretching out your chewing Ooh. gum and rubbing it on someone's face. In, that's anachronistic because I cannot imagine that not being like shocking to everyone. Mm -hmm. To me, that's on the level of like uh, that scat, that like big brouhaha there was about the Peter Rabbit movie where the rabbit and the like all the animals like threw blueberries yeah. in uh, Donald Gleason's mouth while he was having like going into anaphylactic shock because he was allergic and yeah. people were like no children can do this this isn't cartoon violence this is actually like horrifying it's shocking to me that you can do that and i think maybe this is where i yeah turn into a a, a mom of myself yeah. you know like how moms are like i just don't like that that just upsets me and i'm I'm like, I think in the next couple of years, or like in fucking 20 years, like I'm going to see a video or a movie where like for shock value, someone licks someone else's face or something, and I'm just not going to be able to handle it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'll be fair. I didn't make a lot of notes on this song so far, in, but what I wrote was, this is where you lose me. Yeah. Because I think it's it feels like, hmm... I'm, it's not for me, but I know I've said that a, a shocking, a shocking amount of times <laughs> so far this year, which is, you know, to some extent, it's good to just recognize like, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna like it. Uh, I'm not, I don't have to like explore within myself to understand like what there is I'm supposed to like here. I'm just gonna be like, yeah, I'm, uh, it's not really gonna do it for me. Yeah, but I wasn't sure if you were going to have a really bad reaction to it. Because, you know, you, you might as well have thought this was really annoying and really bad and really embarrassing, which I've gone through various stages of thinking it was that. I don't think I can watch this a second time. Yeah. 
It's just kind of like, okay, I that's it. I could watch it once and be like, oh, that's what this is. Okay, this is a lot. But like being reminded of it is every time like, I don't know if I really even, I don't know if I like it all that much. I think, yeah, I think this does not get better on repeat viewings. No, no. Keep that in mind. I have listened to all of these songs multiple times and you're hearing them for the very first time. But on, you know, on first, uh, on first reaction, it's not actively harmful. And that's, that's good. I think it will be actively harmful to me if I ever see, like, people dancing to it. If I, if, if we go see Eurovision at a bar this year, which isn't gonna happen, mm-hmm. it would deal psychic damage to me if I saw, like, drunk people like, loving this song. You know what? And that's another thing. You haven't been on, you know, the... the You haven't interacted with the, the fan reaction to it. A lot of people have taken to it. A lot of people... It, it seems like a very either you like it or you don't kind of song, which is why I was prepared for, you know, something extreme for you. And why I think, like... The, what if I loved it? Yeah. <laughs> that's why I think the moderate reaction of, like, okay, well, it's, you know, this is, this is that... Is, is probably the best one to have and to, like, try, try, try to leave it at that. The fucking terrible thing about ukulele is also <laughs> that it just gets in your head. Like, these very basic, you know, background of a it, cooking video. It does allow you to make, like, a, a, a really simple song. <laughs> like a fucking The Dodo video. <laughs> Music Hub. <laughs> Last year, they... Sent us an act from atop the Eiffel Tower. Oh, are we going to France? What other country could that be but France? But yeah, they... I don't know. Fucking Austria, Switzerland, like any other. Yeah, like yeah, they would do something from the Eiffel Tower. Sorry, they've all sent songs in French, and, and I yeah, the Eiffel Tower is geographically located in France. I I know, and the French do love their Eiffel Tower, but it I I just think it wouldn't surprise me if there was like a, a Lundisi sure. style song it's that like, ooh, kind I'm... of featured the Eiffel Tower Zoe from being, not yeah, France. Zoe being like, how quirky! I do a song in French with the ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thankfully there is no ukulele, uh, in France. I've done a a 180 on Land DC. I love it now. (laughs) France scrapped their national selection after two excellent years, uh, to internally select Tom Lib last year. Um, they really must have thought they just had a winner on their hands. (laughs) I'm just like, Destination Eurovision was good, and they were like, nope, this guy. It's C'est vous qui décidez. Right, so that's, yeah, they brought it back this year, uh, a one-night affair called Eurovision, c'est vous qui décidez. Uh, Eurovision, you decide, but in French. So funny. A one-night show, the winner of which was Barbara Pravi. Barbara Pravi was already known in the uh, Eurovision sphere for having written the last two entries for France at the Junior Eurovision Song Contest. Okay, okay. Uh, Bim Bam Toi in 2019 and J'imagine in 2020, which won the Junior Eurovision Song Contest. So, you know, all eyes on Barbara Pravi, um, who herself has a much more mature tone in the songs that she writes for herself. Okay. I like having a songwriter. Many songs this year actually written by, uh, you know, the artist themselves, or featuring at least a writing credit, which I always, I like to see. 
Yeah, and in this song, this is Barbara just saying, saying it like it is. You know, putting herself out there, showing us who she is. Uh, this is Barbara Pravi for France with Voila. <laughs> voila. That was the most Flemish voila I've ever heard. Voila. Voila. That's, that's good. Uh, living in Belgium, you use a lot of French words in casual conversation. Uh, being, 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 you know, Flemish. Uh, I realized recently that I never say, like, danku or dankuvel. I always say merci. I never thought about that. Yeah, I do, not say, I do say merci uses. a lot. Let's see this French song. And we do say voila a lot. But in like a very bad accent. It's it's what we do. Voila. Uh, saying it in a very nice accent because it is French. Uh, this is Barbara Pravi and voila. Voila, 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 voila qui je suis. Me voila même si mise à nu c'est fini. Me voila dans le bruit et dans la fureur. <laughs> a fucking chanson in 2021 at Eurovision sung by none other than Winona Ryder? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like thought, a young Winona Ryder. Yeah, I thought you were just gonna say sung by one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen. Yeah, um, I said Winona Ryder, right? But, but that is that is one way of putting it. Just a Gorgeous person. I mean, Damn. dear God, what presence. She moves her face. I mean, yes. Because, she emotes because it's emotion. It's um, a French chanson. I think that's why I chose, that's why I wanted to show you the live performance because the music video is a little more, little more stylized. Um, still very, you know, still very good, but it's not, it doesn't compare to like, you know, the live performance of bringing a chanson. It needs to be sung. Oh. It, it's been so long since there's been a chanson that I, like, heard and liked. You know, you wanted a Eurovision, you wanted from France. You you got it. And I have a, a, a relation, like, a difficult relationship with French chansons. chansons. Like, I'll... I, I love Ne Me Quitte Pas. Yeah. Like, there's so many that I absolutely love. And then there's Serge Gainsbourg who, you know, wrote Poupée de Cire, Poupée yeah. de Son, which is one of my favorite songs of all time, but everything else he's done is fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Not to your liking, but sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. To me! To me! It's terrible, I'm to me. I'm not a Serge Gainsbourg fan. Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn. Goddamn, that was good. Like, it does, it does really work, yeah. Um, does it work because you understand a lot of it? Or... I do understand a lot yeah. of it. Because th- I was listening to it now, and I'm like, I think the French in this is, to our ear, very understandable. But French is one, like I said in the last episode, is, you know, we, we live in Belgium, two native languages, two official languages. We do speak Flemish. Get taught French in school and talk, we get talk. taught French by way of chansons. Yes, as a lot well. of the time. That's true. Like um, I remember at school once we went to like a Jacques Brel impersonator ooh, concert for school. Ooh, excellent! Like I think he came to the school. Pretty cool to do a concert and like educate us about Jacques Brel. 
I was like, wait, these songs are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I yeah. hated French up until now. I mean, this is for sure, like, you know, in the tradition of Brel or Piaf, like the more accessible but really good performers with with ve- like very melodic beautiful songs uh yeah that like like show a lot of emotion uh in a very easy way to understand but not necessarily in like a surface way in a very deep honest way that yeah transcends almost. i love uh c'est ma gueule like, yeah, yeah, yeah girl is so ooh, like it's almost rude <laughs> we were always taught like ooh, that's a little rude uh yeah. there's a great um like sa- there's a sandwich shop on my way to my um job as a painter's model and it's called uh la muse girl which i think is very <laughs> cute yeah, and funny yeah but yeah that's like ooh, that's a little yeah that's very abrasive and like desperate like very cool i like i like that definitely when she performs it you i think even if you don't understand the language i hope that you feel that desperation that you feel that like that building resentment and desperation of like please love me please love me look at me i'm here don't don't make me change just look at me as i am take me as i am this is top three if if this is the the year that I think it is, yeah. this is a top three song sure. at the end. I mean, I we are not not even halfway, but like I'd be surprised if there are like three better songs than okay. this. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I would. Very... We haven't had Iceland yet. I'm, I'm gonna say I would very much like it. I would very much like this to do well. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. See, I'm not sure how well it transit transcends beyond language. I. But voila is a very easy word. Everyone knows what that means. That is already, like, a, a, in its That's favor. That's a win, yeah. Um, it's not hard to explain, and it's very and clear. And she acts it and well. she acts it out. That is what makes, like, a good chanson so uh, captivating, is, like, the acting itself does if most Eddie's of the If was, like, doing the Instagram photo shoot face the entire time... <laughs> <laughs> Like that wouldn't have come across. Yeah, you have okay. to fucking yeah. absolutely cry while singing it. And yet there is and something she's so hot. <laughs> there is something so like like there's a delicate like release of 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 almost almost tender like uh yeah relief at the end when she goes into the da 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 because it's well, now I've laid myself but all it's, out it's, it's, on the it's table. simultaneously it's getting a lot faster. So it's it's. It's kind of like it's simultaneously getting like overworked. I've done everything I can say, so now I'm just like kind of repeating the melody over and over. And it 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 feels like a little bit like a lullaby because it is, you know, the 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 Yeah. The melody that you already know, kind of like playfully singing it. So it's it that is what I find like I mean, I find the whole thing very captivating, but that really gets to me because it's like I don't very fu- French. I don't fully know what it's doing here. Like, I don't know if this is good or bad or if it's, like, resolving it or, like, how it's resolved. It's good. I I just, I'm very captivated by it. I think it's a good story. Um, and, yeah, she is she is captivating um, beyond just being, like, beautiful. Um, I remember looking at the, watching the national final, though, and thinking, like, every time I think I hate the French, they show me a shot of Barbara Pavi, and I'm like, no, no, I no, love her. No, I love her. I love her. I'll, I'll, I'll eat a baguette. I'm sorry. I'll eat a baguette. 
the way she like throws her arms out yeah, 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 is yeah. so good. I mean, this is well staged. The French really for do national, it well with like one person for a on national an national selection. Stage. This is a good staging and doing the like, yeah, one person in the in the black void for with this shit on the floor. Perfect. Like, yeah, like it really well thought out. They should, you know, mix it up a little bit for Eurovision, of course. But it is it is a very good uh, starting point to be sure. You say top three. Could this do an Amar Pelos Dois? I want to say yes, but I also want to say not this year. I think that a more energetic song is going to win this year because the last winner was very emotional yeah, yeah, and yeah, very yeah. like very slow raw emotion. And I'm not saying so now we're sick of that. I what I'm saying is we went through like a global trauma and I think people want to get back to the party. I don't think this is gonna like win unexpectedly. It it's gotta be like a fun song. Okay. Not that this wouldn't deserve to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. I think that's just the sort of uncertainty of the year, though. Is like, are we gonna get something fun, or is you know the 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 desperation something like that emotional? Is so, yeah. The the emotional release that this has. It is. It is very like. You, you do breathe like a sigh of relief when it's over because it's a little like, oh, okay, you've worked through that. Like, it, it does have some kind of catharsis, right? Yeah. Which is what you're looking for more than a, a, a tout l'univers, which feels very, like, wallowing. This wallows, but it does, like, you know, it breaks through. I so I think both of those are, like, you know, quote-unquote sad songs, but they do something differently. After the recording, we often have our best takes. Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately. And I think a good, sad song needs to have, like, some personal failing. It needs to have, like, just an essence of shame. Desperation trumping shame. Yes. Those are good, sad songs. I mean, she sings... Just, like, like I, if, if I had to say this to someone, it would be too embarrassing to say... Yeah, so but like I this have is to so, sing it. The fact that it's about like being seen is so it's so fragile, right? Like it's it could be very embarrassing to be like, oh, I'm making this public. But it's it's not because it is beautiful. But she does sing uh, Regardez-moi ou de moins ce qu'il en reste, regardez-moi avant que je me déteste. And it's just like, oh, look at me or what's left of me. Look at me before I start hating myself. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, no, I feel that. Like I get that. <laughs> It's just like, oh, I have I have tried a lot and I'm not sure, like, what I've got. But acknowledge me so that it doesn't get worse, you know? I like, thought she said before, uh, avant que je me déteste. No. But it's je me déteste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's not like, before, look look at me, like, know me before you hate me. No, it's before know me before I start hating myself, yes. which is... Which is... Fuck it! Oh, oh no! Now, the, now it's hitting. It's just like oh no, the entire thing is devastating. But it's yeah, like if you if you understand it, there is no way this wouldn't have won that selection because it's just it's so devastatingly beautiful. Uh, I hope this does really well. <laughs> yeah, I I hope it does really well. It's it's it would be unconscionable for me to see this not do well. They'd have to do something really wrong. They'd have to commit a real staging blunder here uh, to make it, like, 
sync, but I think they I think they've got it. Yeah. She's a she's a good songwriter, uh clearly. Clearly. Uh not just for like, you know, catchy little uh tunes for children, but also for very deep emotional uh confessionals, you know? Often people who can write catchy little tunes yeah. for children can yes. write like really good shit too. Far less clear uh, if they would be the winner of their national selection was uh, our next artist. Uh, now, their national selection uh, took a while, uh, an entire week, I should say. Oh, is it Italy? These are the winners of Italy's Sanremo Festival, um, which was hosted without an audience this year, of course. But hey, there, but was, with a, those, like... there was a Sanremo Festival, so that's good. It did have those dude hosts who you seem to like. Oh, they're great. The energy that they brought was was excellent. Uh, they were, I mean, it's, you know, it's San Remo, so there's a lot of... I lost you for an entire week. There's a lot of waffling around. There's a lot of uh, people talking in Italian and shouting at each other where you're like, is this scripted? Because it goes on for so long and they'll have like random guests on. They'll interrupt the show with guest performances and you'll be like, aren't we here to watch the performers? And it's like, no, we're here to watch San Remo. We're here to watch San Remo. Yeah. And it just so happens that there's like 26 contestants who want to, yeah, who want to win the show and they all perform in that one night. And then there's multiple interval acts. You know, so it's like, of course, each night is long. Uh, the different nights are like judged by different uh, crowds of people. You've got like a press night and you've got like uh, a, a, a selected jury night and you know, a lot of that, which like the, with the televoting coming in at the end. Um, so every night you see the, the, the ranking kind of change a little bit as new votes are added to it. Um, so they do a ranking of all the acts every night at San Remo and it just changes every time. Um, so you can see like some of your favorites climbing up and knowing like, oh, this act is really popular with the public. They might win it. It's, it's, it's very own, very exciting kind of thing. Uh, it's, it's very fun to watch. I found, uh, now actually watching the whole thing for the first time this year. Uh, I usually would only watch the last night and be like, wow, this is long. But then when you watch the entire week, suddenly it's like, this is not long enough. I mean, I thought it was long enough because for an entire week, yeah, we would have dinner and immediately, you, like, halfway through dinner, you'd be like, I'm sorry, I have to go watch San Remo. And then um, you would be gone for the rest of the night. And I was like, well, guess I will do something by myself. What were, what were you doing those nights? I was making a dress. I, I was making a dress and thinking, I wish I had, like, a really cool antique sewing machine. And then I bought a really cool antique sewing machine uh, with a treader, so it's non-electric. I, I power it with the force of my two feet. No, through the courtesy of my two feet. The Flintstones? The Flintstones! Listen, in case you haven't noticed, I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. Right, and these and these uh, the, this motley crew is also different from the others. Uh, right, I did see like a news headline that was like rock band wins San Remo, and then I was like, no, don't. 
put things in the news. It's big news. Uh, the San Remo Festival is is a big deal. Um, but yes, it was won by the uh, Italian rock band uh, Maneskin. Maneskin. Now, Maneskin is actually a Danish word. Uh, Monshin. Okay. Moonshine. Ah, Maneskin. Yes, and one of I was the, like Manskin. Um, but one of the uh, members of the band is is half Danish. Okay. Um, but of course, yeah, the, the Italian band and the Italian people do not pronounce it the way the Danish would. But the, it's like, you know... That is actually hilarious. Coming though. up with, like, funny Danish words and being like, oh, well, this one is impossible to pronounce correct. Let's pick that one. Um, they first rose to fame by participating in the X Factor in 2017, came second in that, and now won the San Remo Festival in 2021. I did say I wanted a rock band. Yeah, you were waiting for this one. I was wait. I mean, I got it with Hooverphonic and with goth punk... Mad Max band. Oh yeah, Go Away is a band. That's right. <laughs> yes. Doesn't scratch the itch. Okay. Don't scratch the itch. Like, I want something... I want, like, a time. Sure, let's see if anything is, is scratched uh, by Moniskin and their song Ziti e Buoni, which means nice and quiet. Loro non sanno di che parlo, vestiti sporchi fra di fango. Sono fuori di testa, ma diverso da loro. E tu sei fuori di testa, ma diverso da loro. Siamo fuori di testa, ma diversi da loro. Siamo fuori di testa, ma diversi da loro. The nostalgia. Just like I'm 14 again, listening to Franz Ferdinand. It had like a sick Franz Ferdinand bass line, though. Very. I get what you're going for. Yeah, yeah. And like the shot of them like all wearing suits, like that's just take me out. No, I I can see. No, dark as a matinee. No, I don't know. The Franz Ferdinand song. It's so like. Oh, it's just like when I was but a wee bed. <laughs> this is so, like, spot-on 2000s basic punk. It's so good. No, like, no, no, no. Like, that was what we listened to. Was like, yeah, no, we, we didn't listen to, like, the hardcore punk. We listened to, like, the basic punk. And it was good. It was good. Okay. It's not basic as yeah, if you would call something basic now. It yeah, that's the point. Like, I don't know if that's the way I would... If, I don't know if that's the words I would use to describe it. I, indie, I get what you're going Indie for. rock, yeah, yeah. indie punk. No, it's Something like, like that. The, the fucking Scott Pilgrim soundtrack. Sure, yeah. Hot drummer, hot girl bassist. Like, it has everything. It has everything I want. It scratches the itch I've been feeling. Like, how did you feel, like, two or three weeks ago when you came home and I was in the kitchen, like, listening to Franz Ferdinand's first album? I'm, like, I don't know if I made the connection as much, really. Like, I get it. 
Um, this isn't Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm it, not like, oh yeah, this sounds like Franz Ferdinand. I, it's the baseline, though. Yeah, it's I the baseline it, that really connects that. And she's also like the Green Day, like pushing your face in front of the camera. Everyone being in a different colored room is very 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> like the camera moving between like box rooms that they're all playing their instrument in individually. I'm just like, this is all so nostalgic for me. Yeah, it's just that I think the joy that I got from it is is less rooted in the nostalgia of it and more in how how genuinely good I think this oh, is. Oh, this fucks! Like, I'm just like, yes, you, you make a good point. Those comparisons, yes, kind of true. But the first thing that stands out to me is just how good it is. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I... I mean, yeah, I would have fucking lost my mind if I had heard this when I was 14. And I'm losing my mind at it now. Like, it, it, it's good. It's another good indie rock song 15 years after I ever expected to hear one again. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's I didn't probably, think yeah, this no, was going to come true. back. No. How much do you think your brother-in-law loves this? Oh, I think my entire I think my entire sister's household is going to love this. Oh my god, absolutely. Uh it's and and that is kind of the thing. I think like like what we're seeing in it, but you also saying like, "Oh, like the the nostalgia factor, absolutely, but also the the if you are a teenager and you're into this and like, oh, we don't make this music anymore, you know, if if teenagers are like that about Franz Ferdinand, I don't know, uh, then you know, seeing <laughs> this, they'll be like, yes, they do make this kind of music, or maybe there's a whole scene of this music that I'm not aware of. Um, maybe this is being made in droves by like really hot people who are they're so hot, they're all so hot, yeah. The drummer? Hello? <laughs> Luscious locks. Absolutely. Like the fucking like that guy from School of Rock. <laughs> from the from the rival band, there was like this dude with very low riding leather oh. pants and very I think his name was Spider or not no, probably not Sting, but <laughs> <laughs> He was like the the dude from the rival band. Okay, I've seen that was I've like movie, cool at the like... end, and at the end he hits on the school principal, and she's like, "Well, hello." Like, okay, sure. Uh, no, they're great. I mean, the first night I saw this at San Remo, I believe I tweeted, uh, "Oh, Maniskin, for me, you shouldn't have," uh, <laughs> because I saw it and I was like, "Sorry, you, sorry, were you, you were doing you." You did this for me? You were gonna have this here all night? Um, they didn't immediately sort to the top of the scoreboard, and I was like, okay, well, this just happens to be something that I find really delightful. This happens to just be something that a lot of other people are, like, really vibing to, but it's not gonna win. And then night by night, it got... It went higher. Like, it went higher up on that scoreboard. And I was just like, Soldi started out really low on the scoreboard after that first night, and it won. And I had the same reaction of, like, this song? For, for me? For me? Is is for me? So I'm glad to say that it did, you know, it it did win it, um, which was very exciting. And one of, yeah, one of the most exciting national final moments I've had since watching national finals for me. I'm just like, this is the most, like... Truly exhilarated I've been at, like, the act that I like the most yeah. winning it. 
um, perfect. Just, just absolutely great. Yeah. This, this has been a, an episode with good music, huh? Yeah. Two great ones and one, um... Uh, well. Well. <laughs> no, yeah. Mostly harmless. No, yeah. And here's the thing, though. All three of these are members of the Big Five. Wow, yeah, wow. That is true. We've had also James Newman from the UK with Embers. So we've had four songs from the Big Five, all of which are something. Yeah. Which usually, like, usually you can't even say that. It's fantastic how this entire, like, everything we've seen so far, I don't think there has been a song that I'm, like, bored by. Yeah. You know, that's that's it. There's that songs is... that I don't like. There's songs that I'm, like, medium about. I'm not bored by anything. This is going to be an incredibly entertaining year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've still got, you know, we've still got a lot coming, and you might still run into something that I, you're not I probably to. have. Yes. I need a toilet break at some point in the contest. Right, but then it's, it, yeah, there's a lot of stuff where I'm like, yeah, this is not my personal favorite, but the contest needs this song or the contest is only better for this and for that, you know. But in in this case, with, with both Voila, with Ziti Wani, both of those are some of the best songs this year for me. Oh yeah, same. I, I think both of those are, are, are at the top for me. All three of these have been very, like... You do have to look at this. Yeah. You have to look at them. You have to look at Babala. You have to look at Yenrik. You have to see them because they do, yeah, they do demand attention. And I think that's, yeah, that's compelling. Like, uh, none of this is boring. I do have one little criticism. Small criticism, but actually a, a very real one. Stop licking each other! Okay. Are they, like, involved? They have to be. I I refuse to believe that they're not. They're a band also. They rehearse. They are on stage together. They are, you know, they're a group. No, if yeah, anyone's I allowed to, If anyone's allowed to lick and grind up on each other, it's them. And, you know, I was in, like, the emo scene kid friend group in high school. You're gonna be licking each other. Like, that's... You're just gonna be lying in a pile in the middle of the... Of the... It's not a playground in high school. The I don't know. The middle of the basketball field. You're just going to be lying on a big in a big pile and just like as a joke biting each other in the neck and going rawr. You're just going to be doing that and it's going to be cringe when you look back on it, but it wasn't that kind of nice. Yeah, but see the extremeness of it all. I know, but it's so it's so weird though because you're bringing up a lot of like yeah the the cringe of like emo and scene stuff, where I think this is really aware of its aesthetic and is a really good aesthetic. I'm and not. Yeah, no, no, no. That's why this like, isn't cringe. Yeah, no, exactly. But like yeah, yeah. none of the if you. If you watch a Green Day video now, you're not like, oh, this video is so cringe, this band is so cringe. No, it was the fans that were cringe. So yeah. it, it doesn't matter. If you're a fan of anything, you're going to be cringy about it. Sports fans are cringy in their own way. Anime fans are, well, you know. And nothing's cringier than, like, adult Harry Potter fans. Yeah. It's fine, and... 
I mean, adult Harry Potter fans are getting cringy in a less good way, but like, most of the time, it, that's fine cringe. Being reminded of the way that I was cringy now by seeing a song that I would have loved back then and I'm still like, oh, this style holds up, kind of makes me nostalgic for the thing I was like embarrassed to think about. Sure, okay. No, I'm just I'm like, no, okay, yeah. I get what moved me to that. It's just the this, love of it, this. Yeah, it's like, this is still appealing. This is still appealing yes. to me. Uh, even even if, like, I think the aesthetics have, you know, evolved to some degree, there is a lot of callbacks, like, you know, the, the, the wearing suits. It feels very, wearing suits and lipstick feels very Robert Palmer. So there's a lot of just, like, aesthetics in music that are callbacks to what other people have done previously. But I think they're finding... They they have found an aesthetic for them that, I mean it it looks so good on them. It looks good on. That's them. that's just kind of where I'm going for is like no I think I think this is these people could wear fucking jinko jeans and I'd be like yeah a look. <laughs> I mean they're young like they can wear whatever the fuck they want they and they'll look good can't they? We'll be like oh that's just the that's just the fashion I guess. I'll just wearing their ripped up leather jackets and I'll be like, that's the fashion. Ripped up leather jackets? Yeah. <laughs> so many zippers, so many belts. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you for these. These last two specifically, but the first one too. Like, it's still entertaining. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm, I'm still just having a very good time, and I think we're halfway through. No, after the first song of the next episode, we're gonna be halfway through. So, I'm very pleased with where we are now. Very pleased, indeed. Uh, yeah, we've had a lot of highs. Uh, we might be running into some lows soon. Oh, probably. We, I mean, I feel like I, I'm... No, like, I'm going through these, and I try not to think too much about, like, oh, what is... What do... Have we still not talked about? But there's a lot where I'm like, Jesus, these are a lot... Yeah, like you said, like, oh, all of these are really good. Oh, no, are we gonna end up with all the bad ones later? And then, like you say, you're like, I think there's not a lot that's boring... And I'll I'll start trying to think of what's left, and I'll be like, no, that yeah, that's interesting. That's got something interesting in it. That's yeah, that's great. Should, should we go through our, the rest of the that's themes great. again? That's great. That's great. Yeah. For the podcast listeners. Um. Sure. So yeah, what do we have what left? We I'm I'm looking at the screen right now. We have the the Excel document up, and I see. Throwback Thursday, which I mean, this would have yeah. would have like absolutely fit in. Like I'm saying, I, it, I didn't it consider threw me back, I baby. didn't consider it a throwback, but I get where you're coming from. Mm. Then you got stir crazy, which we're all getting a little bit. Uh, yeah, in case you haven't noticed, uh, we've all been stuck inside for a while. Uh, we got lo- long term lovers, which we are. I'm just like, there's not. Is there something, like, important for our relationship coming up? Is there, like, an anniversary <laughs> coming up where we can do that? No. Um, I mean, my birthday is coming up, yeah. but that's not about us. That's about me! <laughs> Follow the tour guide, which sounds very fun. Weird that France isn't in that one. I was pretty sure we were going to see an Eiffel Tower in that yeah, uh, nope. category. We don't have an Eiffel Tower, and let's hope we don't have one. At I'm gonna the... guess Israel is in that one. Show you Tel Aviv. Show me Tel Aviv. Okay. Uh, blank is blank. 
That one's the most mysterious to me, and I kind of want to keep that one till it's, last it's specifically, because I just don't know what it it's is. It's specifically leaving a lot open by design. Yeah. And the last one is, it's like woman, you know, like woman. Is that the intonation? Uh, that's 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 one way of reading it. Yeah, that one. I'm that one is the one I'm dreading the most. Okay. Because that one can go wrong the worst. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see when we get to them. Uh, But those are the songs that we are still going to talk about, or at least the themes uh, that will guide us to them. Of course, we cannot forget uh, the most important part of the podcast. What is their D&D class? Okay. Now, it's it's tricky because the last one is a party in and of themselves. Like, Maniskin is clearly a D&D party. One, they sleep on one big pile. Uh, Yeah, yeah. They lick each other all the time. It's good. Um, but you know what? 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 Uh, what class uh, is is being communicated to us through these songs at the very least? I think first one. I don't feel hate by Yendrik, which is already a very D and D name. Yeah, you said that Yendrik Sigward. Yen- Yendrik Sigward of Waterdeep. Um, yeah. Ooh, this is such a this is such a hard one. Because it's like like a path of redemption, uh, oath of redemption, paladin. Like a paladin, yeah, yeah, yeah. He couldn't be a barbarian because he doesn't feel hate. Like he can't rage because he doesn't feel hate. Exactly. Although there's a lot of rage in the video. There is a lot of rage in the video. It's perhaps very controlled. Like the rage only comes out at very controlled intervals. Yeah, but know? he's not raging. That's fair. I'm just uh, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm gonna go with paladin. Okay. No, don't overthink it. Paladin, paladin sounds good. For champion that causes. Uh, uh, championing the causes of uh, the downtrod. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, voila, that one's difficult. I, I agree. Because it is very like, look at me, I'm a human, this is how I am at my barest essence. So like, what extra thing can we stick on that? Illusion wizard. <laughs> okay. Hear me out. I'm listening. This is the culmination of their character arc, where it's like, I've been an illusion wizard this whole time. Yeah, I've been casting alter self or minor illusion on my face, and I've been I've been fooling you this entire time. Maybe not fooling you, but I've been putting up a front. But I'm letting all of that go now with the culmination of my character arc, and and this is the real me. Yeah, I think any sort of a character that has relied a lot on deception and then has to like you know show the real them, like a rogue that's very deceptive, could also work. Uh, but I think the illusion aspect is is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's also like the the shot of her shadow where she turns into birds. Yes. Very illusion wizard. Last one. Maniskin. Maniskin. I don't know what the song was about. <laughs> I just realized. I mean, it's, it's it's literally about being being different. You know, I'm I'm out of my mind, but I'm different than the others. Like that's kind of the. Okay, the so like chorus. I'm crazy, but it's okay. Yeah, and it's very much like oh, people talk, people have their opinion. Uh, mm. People are too quick to judge uh, and all that. Maybe they're all like hot fighters. Because fighter is the best class. <laughs> it's because they all play their instruments. It's mm-hmm. like they're trained. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily make them bards. It makes them just like trained people. And they are like, maybe because they're all licking each other and all like in a pile together. I'm like, oh, they, these are like a regiment. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, that's why I like the idea of them just being a party with with with, with their own diff- their own classes. So it's a harder one. But I don't know one. them well that's enough. What, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't. It's think like it's... if you have a favorite band, you can do that. Yeah, uh, and I think all the all the Maniskin heads uh, who are also into D and D. I mean, tell me what classes hit us up. Uh, tell me what classes they are. Tell me what classes Damiano, Victoria, Thomas, and Ethan are. God, I want to play D and D. But that is it for this episode of the Eurovision Division podcast. Join us next time when we'll be talking about more songs from this year's contest. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at Eurodivision and tell your friends to listen to the show. Uh, Because they'll like it. And if they don't, they're not your friends. Good night, Europe. (laughs) Wow. Good night, Europe.